0: Welcome to the Washington Church Toledo Podcast. Together, we are learning to encourage one another to walk with God through cultivating a personal relationship with Jesus the Christ. This podcast consists of recordings from our Sunday morning worship services and other teaching events that you are more than welcome to come join us live. So, I'm not going to use a microphone because I, number one,
1: don't like microphones. Number two, I have a teacher voice, and I feel like I can project well enough, so if everyone can hear me. Everyone can hear me okay? All right. Um, So again, I'm going to just, like I said before, pretend you're all seventh and eighth graders, and I'm going to go for the teacher approach here. Um, The um, topic, or the section of the vision statement that we're going to cover tonight is cultivating a space for healing. And I want you to think about, and I'm going to give you like 0.5 seconds. So I'm going to say the word, and you're going to just blurt out your initial thoughts on like what comes to mind when you hear the word. So is everybody ready? Okay. Healing. Okay. I heard like three people. (laughs) That is not acceptable. No, I just want you to blurt it out. Like I just want to hear it. Okay. Band aids. Band aids. Okay.
2: <laughs>
1: hospital. Okay.
2: Band-aids.
1: Don't think about it. Just say it. <laughs> Healing. Go. Prejudice. Miracles. Okay. Physical and emotional. Okay. Happiness. What's that? Happiness. Happiness. Oh, that's good. Okay. What's that? Hands. Okay. All right. So healing, we all have an idea of what that is. Um, and in my own experience, you know, when I think of healing, especially when I, you know, growing up in the church, it's, um, the biggest thing in my life was praying when people were sick, um, praying for healing, praying for physical healing. Um, so we're going to, dive into that a little, um, then the cultivate space part. Um, the definition, the Merriam-Webster definition for cultivate, um, is to cause to grow by special attention or by studying, advancing, developing, practicing, to improve by labor, care, or study. And the definition for space is a continuous area or expanse which is available. Um, the Hebrew word for cultivate, um, Means uh, nurture, to foster, and to cherish. Um, So, thinking about cultivating a space um, when relating it back to our images, um, what Jimmy talked about on Sunday, the like, what soil are you bringing? Um, Cultivating soil that is, you know, rich and fertile. Um, And it brought me back to going through the process, I don't know how long ago it was, it was right in the middle of COVID because we were still meeting um, virtually, Um, but we took a Zoom field trip to an an orchard and um, it is, like I can remember conversations we had in that um, space and uh, talking about how um, the orchard can't produce if the soil isn't rich, if the soil isn't taken care of. Um, So, um, we have to have that understanding um, that sometimes we don't even realize until our fruit is either producing or not producing that there are spaces that we need healing. Um, uh, so that in order to be aware of those things, we have to have that, um, we have to create space for it. And um, there's also a time that in my own um, personal faith, um, even physical um, journey to where I am now, um, I've dealt with a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And um, I went through a period of time where I just felt like I was living um, for days at a time through a panic attack, from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to bed. And um, there was one Sunday that it was just after I had um, started with a counselor, and um, I went to Brian, and, you know, I said this is something that um, has caused something internal that has caused physical um, symptoms in my life. And, um, you know, I said that in talking with my counselor, um, it's something that I didn't even know that I've actually dealt with my entire life um, and that hadn't really been brought about until... Very recently, and um, Brian just prayed and um, that just having that space on a Sunday to um, be open um, to that and um, having done the work at home and in my own life and reflections on um, you know I, conversations with God, like what what is the purpose of this? Um, there's there's got to be a reason, and um, just recently, I like I said before, I'm a teacher. Um, I teach seventh and eighth grade, and um, I had the experience of being able to help one of the eighth graders um, on two different occasions, the same person, um, through her own panic attacks, and um, like in that moment, I was like. When she was, when I knew that person was good, and she went on her way, I said, "Okay, God, like I get it. Like that is my reason." Um, so, uh, intentionally spending that time of reflecting and just being open and talking to God about um, everything, and using the things that we have available to us. Um, I think it was um, it was a few Sundays ago um, when. Brian was up on stage and um, talking about, I think it was the Sunday before, um, how, you know, God heals. And whether that's um, healing through um, doctors and through surgeries and, um, you know, professionals, that's people laying hands on people and praying. Um, There's just this enormous space um, that... It's the expanse that's available, um, like the definition says, and it's a continuous area where we can develop and create more space for um, for that healing. So um, I'm going to pass it over to Brian.
3: Thanks, um, So when we look at this, this part of the vision statement, cultivating a space for healing, um, It's easy to focus on the healing piece, but I really think what God spoke to us was the cultivating space. Um, So Tiffany touched on, and I I think you guys all see it on Sundays, we have the prayer team around. You can come before service and and into the room where we're all praying, or you can come to any of us around the sanctuary when we're praying. And that's like a physical, tangible space. What I want to share a little bit about um, is really the importance of the inner space, uh, space within us to foster healing, to accept healing, um, which is really important and really a a large piece of this because, yeah, it's it's just critical. So a little bit of my, so what I mean by the space in me or in us of healing, uh, it's kind of our heart posture. And this, it's super, I'm going to be fairly vague because this is such a big topic, but this is our view of God, how we view God. Do we believe God cares that we're sick? Do we believe God wants to heal us? Um, do you believe God is a loving father that gives good gifts, that looks after his children? These are all things that you might not even realize, like, oh, I, God doesn't care about my hurt ankle, there's, there's bigger things, or God doesn't care, this is a genetic thing that uh, this is just what I've been dealt from birth, that it's, it's a card to have for the rest of my life. These are internally agreements that we make with things outside of the kingdom of God, because we don't see sickness in heaven. Um, so our heart posture is to agree with heaven here on earth. Like that's that's what we're doing. So that's an inner space that's really important. Some other inner space to cultivate space for this healing is overcoming fears. Um, fears to come and ask for prayer. Fears, Overcoming fears to go and pray for someone, to initiate that conversation on someone else's behalf. Uh, fears of awkward spaces. You find out really quickly what what you're serving. Do we care about the, the thoughts of man or do we live our lives to serve God? So these are all inner spacing work that needs to be done in cultivating this space. Um, and ultimately, there's so much of inner work that needs to happen around identity that I'm still doing myself that I don't even feel like I can teach much on, um, but understanding our identity in Christ of Of heirs to the throne that we are kingdom of priests and if you think about we are a royal priesthood that's our identity that's what the scriptures tell us and what a priest is is someone that went into the temple experienced the divine and took it to its to the people like that's as as a body here we do that for the world um we are the royal priesthood so we don't understand that if we're not having that time on our own if we're not reading and sharing experiences with each other um the inner space is really starving. And, and it's critical to continue to cal- cultivate that inner space that will then create a physical space uh, and people will mm-hmm. experience God. And, and through our vision statement, it seems like God is wanting to move in the healing realm, which I think we've all discussed. That's physical, emotional, relational, mental, kind of the whole package. But, um, so I want to kind of, let's spend 10 or 15 minutes at your table, kind of on your own, reflecting on these two questions. First one is, how, how do we create a space for healing within ourselves? So how do we create a space for healing within ourselves that will also go into our homes, our work, into the marketplace? Then the second question is how have we done in cultivating a space for healing within our church? And how can we grow in this? So again, the first question is, how do we create a space for healing within ourselves? And then how have we done creating a space for healing within our church? So there's several areas to cultivate space like Tiffany and I just touched on, right? There's the time space, the physical space, rooms that we're in, and the inner dwelling, our, our heart posture. So these questions kind of hit on all of that. I'm eager to, did anything come forward from anyone that wants to either share out the table or I'd love to hear out loud. Mm-hmm.
4: You know, something I've worked that really, my operator likes to use when talking with different members of the team to really show genuine care with one another and growing team bonding, uh, which I think could, in the long run, cultivate a space for healing like this. Um, it's something called caring personally and challenging directly. So you know, caring personally about this person, you're invested in this person's life, um, but at the same time, you know, when push comes to shove, like you said, sometimes we have to get over the fear of asking for prayer, asking for prayer, or even asking to pray over somebody. And so that's kind of where the challenge slash ask directly comes from. Being bold to just bold and also, you know, upfront enough to just directly ask the person instead of, I could pray for you, or I could pray for you behind closed doors and say, hey, can I pray for you right here, right now?
5: step for creating space for healing is just actually being willing to share yourself, share your real life experience or what's going on more than just what people normally share Mm -hmm. and really open the door to anything meaningful, right? I mean, really letting people into your life.
6: Mm
2: -hmm. Along with what Todd said, um, I
6: found it valuable once I talked to others about those things. Um, then, just in my prayer time to
2: talk to God about it and expect to have Him an answer. Expect to um, expect for Him to heal it. <laughs>
7: I will, um, uh, we need humility to recognize and that meant that we need healing mm-hmm. and that we need hunger mm-hmm. regarding your revelation concerning mm-hmm. healing. Mm-hmm. So I asked in the Lord, what is the root of this? How do I heal from this? What do I need to do with this?
6: Yeah. I think one of the things that Gary and I do every day, and it doesn't matter what's going on really, we take a a little amount of time, maybe just five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, and we join hands, and he's going to work, and I'm going to do whatever. And uh, and, uh, and we just take that time and center, and we, we pray for healing for a lot of different things. And we also pray that the Lord just keeps his hand upon us and blesses us so that we may bless others. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, we don't put ourselves in that place where we, we don't feel worthy, you know. Um, and neither did Jesus. He didn't feel worthy of anything. You know, I just saw a big cantata in Delta over the weekend, and I, I thought, how could he not feel worthy? I mean, he was God's son, you know? But he really didn't. He didn't feel worthy of what everybody looked at him for. So I think if we ask God to keep his hand upon us, bless us so that we can bless others. I think that's pretty important in my life. I don't know about anybody else, but that's how I feel.
8: I found that um, as I've been exploring different things in my own life, the biggest thing uh, to change that needed to happen was um, to create margin and space Mm -hmm. for um, whatever God wants to do. I think a lot of us are so busy that if God was trying to do something we wouldn't even notice. Um, so there has to be space for quiet and listening mm-hmm. and reflection. We need to be more interruptible. We get attached to our plans and sometimes we don't see the interruptions and Jesus is constantly being interrupted. Most of his miracles happen, happen to make interruptions. And so I've just been really humbled by, by that idea of just, I think an author, I, I really like put it that, you love as much as you're willing to be interrupted and inconvenienced. And I'm, I don't think that, I'm very good at being inconvenienced and interrupted, and so I think one of the first things that we have to do is just carve that space for margin and for hearing him and for seeing the people that he's bringing on our path. Um, we can get tunnel vision and be racing forward a lot. There needs to be rhythms of there needs to be rhythms of work, but rhythms of rest and rhythms of silence, and um, just God made seasons and He made cycles in our bodies, He made cycles to our spiritual life, and um, we just need more variety in our life.
3: apart from me um i've just found in my life that when i create a little bit of space it helps me create more space so for me practice is the biggest thing um when you're stepping out to pray for someone or asking for prayer you find out quickly what you're actually worshiping uh whether it's uh Are we is the fear of an awkward moment holding us back you know um for me at work, that's largely it. Or fear of just what other people say or think. or Those things rise up really quick. And if, if we're really willing to press into this, practice reveals a lot of that. And then, then going back to the scriptures, going back to God saying, I don't want that. How do I move through this, Lord? Right? Um, and for me, understanding that the Holy Spirit is with me to be my teacher and counselor. It's not just God sitting here telling me to do this and I'm off on my own. You know, that's that's the biggest thing that uh, for me of how do we create this space is recognizing the spirit, the divine is with us, eager to help us and teach us. So that's kind of the first part. I think Brad's going to come up and we're going to dive into some testimonies.
4: a sense, we'll kind of just continue what um, things you have been sharing, but would also love to have this be a space and time for people to share stories or testimonies of ways in which you have experienced God uh, bringing forth healing in your life in in any way, shape or form. So again, it it could be more of what we have been sharing, which is like what have been some practices or how have you how have you been intentional to create space for that healing to happen and or how have you experienced that here in the context of of the church but we'd also love to hear would love to encourage each other with stories of ways in which God has been at work in your life bringing about healing and growth which as Tiffany shared earlier like that's we we really want this to be really very broad for a myriad of ways. Like it's it's not it's not any just one thing. It's not like well I I had cancer and now I don't and that's the only like that's not the only story. That's one of a bajillion things that God could do. So I have some things. I'm gonna share it later, but I'm gonna <laughs> the challenge always for Brad Dukes is just allowing there to be silence for, for others to feel um, space to share. So, so we'll, do, we'll do this for a bit of time, and then actually at our tables, we'll pray for each other with things that have been shared, or if you want to share more personally with those at your table and pray One for each other. I to for myself,
1: trying to create space, for them,
7: you know, to be able to see God, first of all. Turn off the world, turn off the TV, turn off the internet. Mm-hmm. Get out and take a walk and enjoy nature. Or just, you um, know, yesterday, it was a nice sunny day. Yeah, yeah. Just sit out on the deck and to just watch the birds. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a and there's a lot of times where, you know, if you are open for that, you know, they'll speak to you. That's yeah. That's kind of what I try to do. Yeah. The other thing is, is when you're trying to, somebody's telling you their story, you kind of listen twice and speak once. Yeah, that's good. Thanks. There's a lot of feeling. Yeah, yeah. That's
4: so true.
2: been involved in, in healing ministries for maybe the last 20 years or so at our other church. And one thing that, that we have to really guard against is being judgmental about whether that person was healed. Why didn't you ask for healing? Why? Somebody asked me that. just recently. Why didn't you ask for just a total <laughs> healing of this girl? I mean, she's got diabetes and Addison's and hypothyroidism, Blah blah blah. She has been miraculously healed of a lot of things. Yeah. She, she was blind. She's not that She drives a car. So if if, uh, if, if she's still blind, come on. Come, that, that would not be cool. You know, they told us she would never walk. They told us to put her at Sunshine Children's Home and forget we had her because she was severely, profoundly retarded. Did you know you married somebody who was severely, profoundly retarded? But anyway, she, she went to college, got her degree on the Dean's List, not severely retarded, and went to work for Sunshine. <laughs> so uh, we went back to the neurologist, and we said, yeah, it's she's awesome. in Sunshine, but she's there as a case manager.
4: It's amazing. Anyway, so we've seen a lot of healing,
2: but we've also seen people say, well, why didn't you ask for the diabetes to be gone? Boy, do you think we didn't ask that? Sure, we did. Sure. Mm-hmm. But you've got to be really careful, not, like Ken said, listen <clears throat> twice and speak once. <laughs> Use your words carefully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Use
4: yeah. your words carefully. Yeah. So. Thank you for sharing
7: Sure.
2: we had uh, an experience I, I might have already told some of you this before but we were on the choir left leading worship and the prayer team was all praying for the people in the congregation well we're up there making music and so we couldn't go for prayer because we were busy and so the prayer team just told me we're praying for you we don't know why we're praying for you but we're praying for you specifically and I felt heat from the bottom of my feet mm-hmm. all the way up to the top of my head. And poof, my, my MS symptoms were gone. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things I'm asking for prayer for today is I seem to be back in a flare again. Mm-hmm. My legs aren't doing what I want them to do. Yeah. And so <coughs> I'm going to have to ask for prayer for that again. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But you know, it's, it's, it's miraculous, some of this stuff. And I think some of the healings that we're going to see come from the speech pathologist or
7: the audiologist, or the cardiologist, or the neurologist, or whatever. God gave them those gifts. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. yeah. Mm. Um, I was at your service in Jefferson, Ohio, last week. And um, uh, we were worshiping, and there's was a bass player they did worship. And I didn't see a but other people witnessed that During the worship, he laid down his guitar, and he was, like, staring at his hands. And the people I came with, they were like, what is he doing? You know, staring at his hands. Well, um, he, in his past life, um it was a M and his past he was a MMA brother, so he damaged his hands really bad and so he would have pain, you know, after that, you know. And and during worship, um, God told him to lay down his guitar so he did and then his knuckles started like hoping. And God healed his hands. And um, during that service, I have been dealing with that pain that like, right here. And um like, he told me to ask a specific person to you know, I mean to uh, play for me. And so during the time I had quit a job and I wasn't sure if I was supposed to quit, you know. So um, I asked her to play for me and she started playing. And she was, she said I sense this confusion, or do you confuse the and in Italy? And I told her about my concerns with my job, how it was pretty hard on me, but I, I wasn't sure if I should have quit or not. Yeah. And she told me, the father wants you to know that you made the right decision, mm-hmm. and that he cares about your health. And uh, so <coughs> you might feel like your are And and uh, we're still from that pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Jesse. So i I haven't really spoken up because
4: I, I didn't really feel like a opening, so I'm just gonna kind of make
9: it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is. I think it's important to, and this might just be me, but that healing is so much more than physical. You know, there's this huge emotional aspect. Um, and I often wonder if emotional healing is going to be something that is on the rise with social media and, you know, all of these, in the younger generations, all of these things, right, that are coming forward. Um, and so, as as I'm starting to get the, the healing ministry, you know, when they were talking about just listening, I found that man, if you just stop speaking and just allow somebody to share, and even when you think they're done, if you just leave space, more tends to come out. And just speaking to the Lord and saying, "What's the deeper issue here?" Mm-hmm. You know, what is it that? And if someone comes to you for physical healing, then obviously you can say, "Hey, this is what it is." But but sometimes people just start talking and you just realize as you as you are listening to them that there's just so much, right? Um, and realizing that it's a process. It's just a process. And some things can be one and done, and, and I do believe that, but um, particularly in the emotional side, just a process of things. And and in my life, when you were asking for like, okay, what are ways that you've been healed? Um, I'm still in a process, definitely, but <laughs> Growing up, we can say my home life was unconventional, just to kind of you know, throw it out there. Um, my family is incredibly hard. And there were just a lot of things that, as an adult, and particularly an adult with kids, but just as an adult, you know, you just think back on it and you're like, man, I was jacked up, or, you know, whatever your thought around that But it was just maybe a few weeks ago, and I don't remember the circumstances at all, but just the long and the short of the story is I remember going to Ben at one point and thinking like, or telling him I just had this thought, and when I was a kid, this, you know, and I just went on and on, and I think that's why I do this now, and it just kind of, you know and this was something that happened, gosh I'm 38, So how many years ago was this? And, And to know that just because something happened back then, that wasn't the end of the story. And that God will still work through that just to kind of develop you and, and to move you forward in that way. So, so yes, I, I don't have any particular <clears throat> stories of intense physical healing. You know, Jimmy, you guys saw the video with the, the headaches and the migraines. Um, but, but I feel like in my life, there's such an emotional aspect to things that just were beyond my control as a young person, but through various people and various things, you know, like healing is started and has continued and and that, that that's a big portion too. So I just kinda wanted
4: to put that. Out. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, Natalie. <laughs> I've shared
10: before about my sense of smell coming back um, COVID and more more. but um, I think the biggest things that I took away from that more than getting my sense of smell back was you know God wanted me to take that step of faith Mm
2: -hmm. he
10: didn't send somebody to me that said you know I think God wants to heal you he told me that he wanted me to be healed and he told me that I needed to go and have more and pray over me and that was a big (coughs) step for me because I'm I get the, those tenses sometimes about things, different things and I just stand there and I'm like paralyzed at times. Yeah. So it was it was a getting over that mm-hmm. um, moment for me um, and then afterwards it was a um, embracing it moment for me because you know there was I'm an engineer and everything I, I'm a controls engineer so I'm like <laughs> make this yeah. thing happen and um so you know afterwards you know i'm in my head doubting it or like thinking about ways like, maybe it was already coming back all these things mm. and it was totally occurred to me that the enemy was trying to steal it from me <coughs> so he was trying to steal this thing that happened God <coughs> did, and i didn't want that to happen so i mean that was the twofold you know just yeah you know, taking that step and then embracing that it happened, and that I can't let Satan take it from me. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of people in this room who haven't heard that story before, actually. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So if you wanna tell <laughs> <Yeah.
4: laughs> so the whole story, circle back. Okay. Um. So I we had COVID, my whole
10: family that over Christmas, so kind of missed out on Christmas and everything. And I had it the worst out of the four of us, and I lost my sense of smell. I couldn't smell anything. Nothing. It's very frustrating um, not being able to smell anything. It's like nothing. Like i was sticking my nose into potries things and nothing. Um, so um, that had gone on for several months and um, I I prayed. I like everything that we're doing at church is just I'm like, okay, we're gonna ask for this. I want that healing to happen. I want to get my sense of smell back. So then we were at church then that week um, and I'm standing there worshiping and Lauren's standing right there and I'm like, okay God, I I can I know you want me to go do this and <laughs> and I know you put her right there for a reason. So I just went up to her. I, it, it took me a while. I'm standing there like carrying into it. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while to get done. And then I finally talked was in the way and pushed him out of the way.
2: And I just went, and I asked more, and I said, you know, that I really think God wants to heal me, and I need you to pray over me. Mm-hmm. And so she did, and she asked
10: me afterwards if I felt any difference, and I, I wasn't sure. I mean, I, like, I stepped out of faith and did the thing, um, but it's, like, I'm sniffing the air, you know, trying to figure out, and, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. it's and um, I, I went back and sat down, and I felt like maybe I can smell the air. Thing. Um, but then afterwards my son came up to me and gave me a uh, peanut butter cup. Yes. It's my favorite candy. <laughs> right. So we went out and got the car and I opened it up and I'm like I was to smell it. And I could smell it. And yeah, it was like, that's awesome. Like, but then I had to keep re you know, reaffirming it like one whole moment. You know, it was so wild to
4: think that it actually happened. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thanks.
6: I think yeah. when you're, when I am, am doing a healing on somebody, it really occurs to me every time that you have to also almost protect yourself from taking on what that person is going through. Because mm-hmm. I had, my sister had a mess, so we prayed all the time, all the time. I mean, we just wanted to, you know what? I'm so happy you were healed of MS because she Mm. never was. Well, she was for a little while. And um, you know, when you see that miraculous healing take place and you believe, you're healed for the rest of your life. She was in her 30s. Mm. And uh, she actually let it go. She brought MS back into her life. And she lived a very, she thought it was a blessed life, because she could really minister to people better on her back than she could standing up in front of them. Hmm. And people would say, your sister is just so, she's just so full of the Spirit, and you know, this next, she'd run into things with her wheelchair and break her feet and stuff. and. And she just, she would just like, you know, she always ran over my feet. Anyway, but you know, we'd had her, had her to our house when we lived in Tennessee. We'd get her on the weekends and bring her over and everything. And my mom and dad lived with us. And I just kept saying, why? What? what happened? Why did you give up the healing? And that's what she said to me. I can reach people better in what I'm facing in my own life. Yeah than to go out and be the florist and be the person I was. And when she passed away, I wasn't allowed to be there because of circumstances in the family. But I saw her spirit. I did. I saw her. I was at home. But I saw her and I knew that she was running through the Irish fields and she was so happy. And, um, you know, no one can take that away from me. But it's true, because people really looked at her and said we just, you know, we don't, you know, we we just feel so spirit-filled around you. And, um, you know, but you have to, I really feel like I have to be careful not to pull that into my life. Because for a long time I did. And I just thought, well, I can't do this, I can't do that, because, oh gosh, you know, my sister's laying in a bed. And so I have to be... Like her, almost, you know. But the cat doesn't want you to be like that person. Yeah. And I've been healed about through a lot of things, but I still don't have my taste and smell back from COVID after two years. But you know, it's it that's minor to me. What's major is that I'm still walking. I'm still standing. And even though I broke fracture my back and had knee stuff and all that, I'm still here, and I'm still being with people and I'm still with this man
4: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah.
6: I just think it's important not to take on the emotion and the, you know I, every time I've had prayer in this church people have given me so much and I always pray that they don't take it on because yeah. yeah. you can
4: yeah. you really can yeah yeah
2: it's just my thing <laughs>
4: thanks thank you. thank you yeah yeah um yeah,
11: I think I kinda wanna touch on I guess more where I'm at now with healings. So I feel like over the past couple of years, like God was really healing some old relational wounds. And then in um I think it was like September, October, at one of the encounter nights, um Kelly kind of came over and took me aside like took me off and like, something that just really stuck with me was, like, you need to proclaim, like, freedom. Like, you've been healed, but you need to, like, proclaim it. And, like, that hadn't, I hadn't been doing that because I think I was just so focused, I think, still sometimes on, like, that mess messy area that I wasn't just proclaiming, like, you have given me freedom. So I think, like, once you do, you know, Receive healing, like that's very important (coughs) to proclaim. And then the other piece, I think, for me is I haven't been very faithful and practicing as much as I would like to, but um, um, I've been practicing centering prayer, which um, essentially is you're just entering this space. And it's kind of this concept of God doing divine healing when you just enter that space. Because I'm someone who always feels like I need to be doing more. I need to be achieving this. And that just really, I think, yes, it's wonderful to have people come alongside you and be praying and like, we need that. But I think that's, you know, uh, experience we can be doing every day where the Holy Spirit, you know, God is just working in us when we're doing literally nothing. Coming. Um, so, those are just like two things that I want to keep
4: uh-huh.
11: moving in, and yeah, want more areas
4: go. Thanks.
5: I recently had a knee problem, not where it came from or what it was called, and I started going to a chiropractor because I believe in what they do. Went there many times and started getting a little frustrated. I prayed to God to heal my knee, but I found out the right way to do it, or at least the way I thought it worked was to pray for the chiropractor to heal me from God instead of just heal me that gives God Mm -hmm. credit and gives him credit too and it seemed to work (laughs) 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 It's awesome praise
4: God thanks so you're more
5: specific about how you want to be healed might be more important than just heal
4: God yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I'm in a, I'm in the discipleship group here at church with the Todd's leading and with Dave and Dean Horn and Jeff Rodriguez and this last week <clears throat> the topic was prayer <laughs> and I've been walking with Jesus for 30 years and um, prayer is a f- fascinating area of the Christian life it was the most lively like robust dialogue I've ever had about prayer with those guys Um um, I tend to, <clears throat> to know me is to know that I connect everything in my head, everything. And <clears throat> so of course that means like prayer and, and healing and space for healing and all this stuff. Anyway, so some of the things, some of the things I shared that night about prayer that I, like these two ends of the spectrum that I wrestle, uh, or wrestle with or just, and or remind myself often is <laughs> on one end of the spectrum that God is not a genie and praying is not like, a, it's not a wish, you know, it's not a wish list and <clears throat> um, so it's not like, God just blessed my, here's my like, list of hard things in life and could you just take them all away and give me the things that I want and make life easy and comfort- <clears throat> yeah, comfortable or whatever. So God is not a genie. <laughs> he doesn't exist to give us what we want and so all the time I'm like, he's not a genie, he's not a genie. It's not like you just rub the lamp and whatever. And then the other end of the spectrum, of course, like all of us could share stories of people we've prayed for or whatever, where it's not ha- like, where the thing didn't happen or the your, your family member died or, or whatever. So like both those things, both of those extremes, Exists and it's super messy in the middle, and as it relates to interacting with anybody else about the Christian faith, and it's like, oh, well, if God loves you, then why? You know, like, like we've we all have those stories or know those people who want nothing to do with Jesus because they prayed for their aunt, who, whatever, like, fill in the yeah, just fill it in, and and it's just so hard. um, but yet, I've and yet, we also could share lots of stories of like amazing ways in which we have seen God move and answer prayers in different ways than we expected, or at different times than we expected, or um, or He didn't give us the thing we wanted, and later on, something He did something way better, you know. <clears throat> um, so, I'll just share. <laughs> A f- yeah a few brief things I mean yeah jesus has been like blowing up my life lately um and I shared some of this at the last <clears throat> at the last encounter night which is it which is in short like many of you've heard me share about the super rough stuff with crew a year ago the college ministry that I work with um for like eighteen years or whatever and it was just awful and i thought about switching jobs and uh just really yeah it was awful um but I l- literally feel like a different man you
7: know
4: in a lot in a lot of ways like so many ways I'm a different I'm a different guy from 12 months ago um and that and I've seen that play out within crew yes and within our Within our our family, <clears throat> our family. So, the few brief stories. Like years ago, with Karis, our middle, <laughs> who is our one of our strong firecracker kids. She and Anya both strongbilled, the stronghold ones, um, firecrackers. And so, anyway, this was like over ten years ago, and um, I would have never thought prior to that that I had anger, <laughs> like anger issues. Or or that I was one of those controlling people. You know, other people have control issues (coughs) or anger problems or whatever. But, whew, it was not the case with me. Anyway, so Karis and I had a season that was really rough. Like, really rough. And um, where I just totally lost it so many times. And so I've seen, like, short story. (laughs) God has brought about a lot of healing with that relationship with her. with her which I'm really thankful for and so that the new season in part like a a year ago spring break with our family we were like we just realized and we're finally kind of calling it that there were just some unhealthy patterns or habits amongst the five of us and Karis actually was the one she was like we all overreact to each other (laughs) which is just spot on um and so so been like working on that and um, own, yeah, owning that that's true and trusting God for growth and that's been a whole yeah so it's been a whole thing God's like doing this really sweet thing to unite and bond our our family <clears throat> I told somebody the other day the weird paradox is like so our kids are 17, 16, and 13 Grace is a junior Caris is a sophomore and so what's amazing is God is doing this like paradoxical thing which is like Bonding, gradually, it takes time, it's a process, is bonding our family together more slowly. There's good days and bad days, of course. While simultaneously, we're trying to also encourage our kids to discover who they are and, and yes, be individuals, but not to the extent that we lose our sense of, like, Mm -hmm. the five of us. So, um, Grace, our oldest... (laughs) This last year has, yeah, Ugh, God just done a lot, a lot there. And so part of the space for healing for me w- was going to see a counselor. Highly recommend counseling. Like, that's been great and good for me to process just lots of things and realize how, in fact, different I am from my oldest daughter, Grace. And I want this, like, super tight relationship with her. My dad died when I was little. I want these tight relationships with all my kids. <clears throat> and I'm like, super tight with my mom, of course, because we experienced the trauma of all this death growing up. And so, but it's like, yeah, probably that. Your average 17-year-old teenage daughter doesn't necessarily want to share the depths of her heart and soul with her father. Like, who is more emotional than she is? Uh, (laughs) So so all that's to say, God is like, been doing a lot, yeah, been doing a lot there with our relationship, she and I, and with our family, and with crew. <laughs> um, I, I was gonna say, one physical thing that did happen, like this was way back in August. Uh, I um, I just lost the name of it. <clears throat> Planter fasciitis, oh. yes if any of you've ever, my feet, like, anyway, so I'm 43 years old, I had the whole plantar fasciitis thing, and my feet, like, it was awful, and I, like, couldn't walk, and it sucked, and, you know, walking's like a thing (laughs) you
2: sort of do every day, or, like, for most of
4: us, it's a very regular part of every day, and it's like, this is, this is, like, just really, yeah, yeah, so, okay, I'll circle back to the prayer thing, and then I'll stop talking and Um, maybe a few more people can share like the prayer stuff I am the like college ministry guy who you know tries to help college students meet Jesus and walk with Jesus and play a part in that or whatever and I I really I'm funny and complex and multi layered in that I'll like often will post anything on Facebook and ask people for help with things that are far outside of my skill set for sure (laughs) um and pride can look a lot of different ways. Sometimes it's super arrogant and in your face and kind of violent looking, and other times it's more subtle. <laughs> I'm the more subtle version, I think, often of pride. And so I do think what keeps all of us from walking up to who, whoever at church on Sunday to ask for, to ask for prayer is pride. Is <laughs> and it's, and it's, uh, it's just like, oh, yeah, yes, that is, that is what it is. um And I've, have been there too, lest you, th- lest you think like, oh, he's, Brad like loves people and whatever, fearless or whatever. It's, it's not the case all the time. And of I have hesitated many times to go ask for prayer on Sunday, <clears throat> but have been getting over that. And at its root, I also think prayer is it's just acknowledging our dependence on God. and mm-hmm. But we don't want to do that because we, we'd love to just control things mm-hmm. on our own. So thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Um, <laughs> 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 would, would maybe one, one or two more people love to share a quick story and then we'll spend some time at our tables just praying for each other. Share. Sure, yeah.
12: Um, I... Recently, we got a prayer from Lauren, and um, I wouldn't have called it pride. Thanks, Brad. But um, <laughs> I—I'm just kidding. I went up, and it wasn't that I didn't. For me personally, I've been going to church a long time. Our church never really asked if there was prayer. You asked a staff member. You kind of went over to the side or whatever. You know, my thing for me personally was there's a lot going on in my life too. I've got we've got four children and. Lots going on, and so I go over to her, and I'm trying not to laugh, although I think my lip was quivering. I'm thinking, I'm going to throw up everything I like on this chick, and she's young. I barely know her, and she's going to really be like, oh my gosh, you know. So as calm and as cute as she is, she just patiently listening to my stories. I'm like, shut up, Sherry, hurry up, Send the service, it's the end of service. But, she did it. And so because of what was going on, what's still going on in my life is um, it's kind of caused me to maybe pull back a little bit and feel a bit more reserved, not so loving towards people. Maybe not, not friendly, but maybe not wanting to get out of my own comfort zone to be extra kind. And what Lauren did for me is she put her hand over my heart and she was praying and the warmth of her hand in my heart was unlike anything I've ever felt in my life um i'm still um, in the middle of that battle however my insight of where i'm at uh, my heart is, is certainly not where it was it's certainly not where it needs to be but it's certainly that moment made me realize that although i was never really taught to ask people to pray for me um, in that kind of setting where you get up i never really cared if people looked at me i just think in my head i'm like well i have prayer time in my closet which i do which is how i try to keep myself focused because my mind's a three-year-old and so i'm "Mm -hmm," only here and um it was it was amazing and i would certainly go back i mean i i don't you know i certainly would go back to lauren for any second but i would go to anybody because like i said i think i had to really digest it too the warmth in my body, mm-hmm. uh, because I don't think it was a physical thing. I, I think for sure it was, a, physical, it was a, a mental thing, and I'm very grateful that God used the It was a it was a great moment. John. Mm-hmm. John. thanks,
4: sir. Sure. Thanks.
0: Yeah,
5: go. There's one thing I try to remember every time I pray. Say at the end of it, be at your will in our time. <laughs> I think that's very important. Yeah. We can have the healing or whatever, but we don't know when. And yeah. He may choose the better time for us on the
4: evenings. Mm. That's good. Super good. Thanks. Um, yeah. So we'll take the next fifteen minutes just at your tables. And however you want to do it, if, if you want to have one person share, share some things and have somebody pray for that person and then progress around the table or if you all just want to share, if you want to share it all first and then pray, that's totally
0: up to your table. But we'll take some time to do that. All right, Thank you everyone again for coming. Um, this was our last Wednesday night that we were doing with the vision. Um, so thank you for coming and being a part of it. Thank you for coming to the other ones. If you guys have been able to be a part of that too, it's just been a joy to be a part of this process and see how God's moving. Um, so just to kind of share with you guys moving forward, what we're going to look to do is twice a year, once in May and once in the middle of winter, we're going to come together on a Sunday morning and kind of sit with the vision and ask ourselves moving forward. These two questions, you know, where have we seen God move in this vision? Or let me, excuse me. You know, what, here let me, say it. Let, me see, let me read it so I get it right. Um, what are you calling us to do to live out this vision as we move into the next year, and then also to reflect and say, how have we done? How have we done in this process? So I think it's important to look at where we've come from and looking forward to where is God calling us into that? So again, I thank you guys for coming and being a part of this process. Um, it's just been very life-giving to be a part of it and to see and to hear and see what God's doing in all of your guys' lives. So I thank you guys. So I'm going to close this out in prayer. And then if you guys wouldn't mind help cleaning up and we'll head out. All right, uh, Dear Lord, we just thank you for this vision that you have given us. Uh, we ask that you continue to lead us forward, uh, bring us together as a community, Lord, and speaking um, and living out this vision that you have given us, Lord, and continue to give us discernment and wisdom. Um, and I just pray for the people here that you continue to give us a passion, Lord, for you to seek this. We just thank you, Lord, for this blessing. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you're looking for a way to get plugged into what we're doing, email us at office at washingtonchurch.org or go to our website, washingtonchurch.org.